Welcome to Life, Art, and the In Between. I'm Michelle, Celise, Shelley, and Clem. Welcome to our very first podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. We're here to talk about all kinds of things, but as you know, it's life, art, and the in-between. What's so special is the in-between because as artists, we sometimes forget that we are we are actually human beings. So we're going to explore all those things that make you who you are, which makes your art so beautiful. So welcome and enjoy. And this week's topic that we're going to be talking about is community. Yes, that's right. Living in a time of pandemic and lockdown. This week, we welcome Indu Rubasingham, Artistic Director of the Kiln Theatre in London, to our in-between segment. Indu, welcome to the in-between, um, and thank you so much for being here with us today. It's a great pleasure. It's so lovely to be here with you guys. Yeah. And um, on the in-between this week, we're going to be talking about community and community in the throes of a pandemic. And of course, to give us a little bit of difference, instead of interviewing you, we've gone a little bit upside down this week with asking you to walk with three questions on the topic. Yeah. So do you have your questions with you? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> and oh just for, uh, yeah. <laughs> And for everyone to know, none of this is pre-rehearsed. They do not even know what the questions are going to be. Slightly nervous, slightly nervous. I guess my first question uh, to, to you all is community is a big word and it's sort of overused and it's used in many different com- uh, contexts. And I guess, what does community mean to you? Wow, okay. Well, I mean, for me, I think... I refer to community as, and I I say my community, and you can think about the personal or the professional. Um, In my professional world, my community is the Tertal. And in my personal kind of world, my community is family and friends that support me. That's very good. Very clear, Shelley. Very clear. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny when I literally all out when you first said it, what I think about is just community. I mean, support. So that's what I, yeah, that's what I first literally first came to my mind was support. That's lovely as well. Clem. Well, Clem's, Clem's yeah, still I thinking. Am, I am still thinking. That's a, loaded, <laughs> that's a loaded question. I think. I mean, it is a loaded question. I think that's why I started mm. it because when you say, because it, it, it has, you know, we use it in so many different ways, both politically, social, personal, you know, and it's, and it's, yeah, it's and I sometimes think it think it's overused, you know, or it's it's a, a hold all to to say sort of sometimes not really positive things. Yeah. Hmm. I love that we gave you this as the first yeah. topic. Then hmm. <laughs> I was I was thinking um, in terms of community for me, it means many different things. That's a problem. I think I think it can be personal, like Shadow was saying, and it means the people who I who are in my surroundings who I relate to, and I can and I deal with on a personal level. And the wider aspect of community, I think it's, um, I, f- I feel it's more open. It's everyone who we, we have a chance to help and um, 
um, and look to and learn from. It's the wider community. I think it means that we all we all have a share in something, empathizing with each other. Mm. I'm looking at something. Uh, it, for me, it feels something much more, much bigger. I don't know. I'm not making any sense, but there we go. No, you are. You are, Michelle. I think. Um, I think. I think. When I look to all my working mums that I know from our theatre industry, and they always say. It takes a village. I think about that community and how tough it is for some of our working mums in our industry. I think about them. And I think this year with the COVID and everything that's happened to our industry, I feel incredible pride for our theatre community and how the army of freelancers have carried on and either kind of adjusted or pivoted or campaigned or remained as strong as they can in such adversity. I'm really proud of our in particular our theatre industry and our industry as a, as a whole. And then also that support when, you know, when you need it most, and especially this year more than anything, check on your family and friends first and then, okay, what's happening with our industry? I think community is a broad, broad term and I'm really proud that I've been in it as long as I have and, um, and I draw support across all mediums with that, I think. I feel like I want to kind of not retract what I was going to say, but in listening to all the responses, I'm going to replace that word of community Indu with family, because I'm realizing that when I speak of the theater community, that's my theater family, my personal community, that's my family, the black community, my black family. So it is actually, I'm realizing that I'm surrounded by multiple communities, mm. multiple families. Yeah. I and mean, I guess the reason I asked that question, because it's a big um, it's a big thing, obviously, in the theatre, and you know, you know, because mm -hmm. we talk about community, and but also communities, because, you know, like you all, like I feel the same. Like there's the theatre family, there's that's a community, but also literally on our doorstep, there's our neighbourhood community. But actually, within that framework of neighbourhood community, there are. I mean, there's over nine, there's over a hundred languages spoken locally. Yes, within so that community. So there's that many different communities in, within that, in within the, the geographical community location. And, and I, that, yeah, that's the context I just wanted to sort of put to you. And what about you? What, what, what do you think of the community? Future, the next question. Curious. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's interesting. I think I think about yeah. it differently with the job professionally. You know, because with a building, you know, being an artistic director of a building that sits at the crossroads yeah. of so many tensions of communities, you know, and like I remember like having a, we, with the leader of the Brent Council having a conversation with three three people who purported to represent the local community and the leader of the council saying, you keep using the word community, you're, you're obviously from one very specific type of community, but Brent is at the... Um, it's at the coal face. It's at the the front of constantly yeah, changing because exactly. there's so different many different cultures. immigrant communities that are in it. it's very transition and it's very transitional. So I don't even know. I guess I don't know what it means. I don't, I don't know what it really means in practicality. Do you know what I mean? In reality, what does it mean? <clears throat> um, I understand my theatre family and my theatre community. Um, I understand that more clearly because that's a shared common interest and love and a passion that unites us. But I don't know what mm -hmm. unites. That's, that's me. That's really interesting. My it's neighborhood. A shared 
common interest. That's really, really interesting because that's then, then you, when you move that thought out to the wider community. So we, so, so what should our shared common interest be? That's really, that's what makes our community, what makes the wider community. Mm. That's to me, it's very interesting also. Well, I just, I thought that I'd look up the word community. Yeah. Um, there you go. And I've gotten a definite, yeah, I've looked it up now. I've gotten a definition. Um, a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. Um, so just thinking about what you said about what unites us. It's interesting that they term it as having a particular characteristic in common. So there has to be something that anchors the community as a unit, which comes back to your question about the neighborhood community when every everyone is diverse culturally and racially. How does that kind of work? How does that and see, work? And that's yeah. why I say for me, community is support, because I think no matter what, anybody, whoever you are, you need support. You know what I mean? You need someone around you to, to build you up. And that's why I always think for some reason of mm-hmm. that being community, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess in a way this this follows into the next question is like with this time, in this time, has this idea of community or your idea of community changed or how would you reflect? Would you redefine it now? Would you want to? How would you? How would you hone that given the time that we are in? You know, Indu, I think that's the thing. I think that's what has has um, defined it for me. Getting to that because I think, you know, if you check on people or you, it just seems that that is so important to me. Like, and I thought to myself, that's that's community. Like. Whenever someone checks on you, you know, the love, all those types of things. And I realized I didn't, I told them this story so they know it. But but even like, I didn't realize how much I needed that until, well, a little bit before this, but for sure now, because you're so by yourself, but so you have the Zoom calls and all that stuff. And it just gives gives you a sense of, of, of pride. I don't know if it's pride, but a sense of wholeness. Because you know there's someone you can call on or you can talk to. And maybe because we're, maybe you know what, now that you said it, maybe because we all are in the same thing together, right? So maybe yeah. COVID, <laughs> our community made it, you know, that maybe that is a thing. But I definitely, you know, no, really. And so you just, you you lean on people in ways that you, in different ways. And I don't know that I, I feel that it's really defined that for me more than before that you need, you need that in, in life. You need support, you know? I was just saying, Michelle, you talked about pride in the theatre community. Now, do you think do you think this time has changed your perception of the theatre community than say pre-COVID? No, I knew when you know when you work with people who are as inspiring as the people that you know that have come across my path. Anyway, I I know there's a strength there. You know, there's a strength in a fourteen-hour technical rehearsal day or something. But, I mean, <laughs> you see some strength in everybody pulled this way and that. But I think. Um, I think I think it's it's in one way as tragic as it's been. I think it's it's going to be a fascinating time to look back and see how everyone has been not just physically changed, but I think you know regarding mental health, how how in, our, in particular our industry, which seems to be at the very bottom of the pile right now as far as importance, um, I I I'm fascinated to see how we will look back at this, and we are living a moment in time that people will look back on, and I think. Um, the strength I see from people I know very well and people I've worked with closely and even, you know, 
people who I don't know, but the common thread is is our industry, you know, potentially is in crisis right now and how we don't want to lose those amazing people. And I see the strength in numbers. I just wish there was a little bit more government support, maybe. But you know what? The strength is in, is in, is in, um, in each other, though. You know, like we were saying, like my mom always taught me, like, if you can't do anything else, you can help some, you can feed someone. Of course, our theater community, a lot of people don't have work. And I feel like people are more, are just helping each other. You know, and the, even if you don't just have a little bit, you, you, you're going to give something to someone who really needs mm-hmm. it. And so I think that that um, is a great thing that you see from people because people don't have jobs, but people are still helping each other. And I think that's important. And I think it shows a real true character. Um, but Indu, a question for you, just like the question that you threw to Michelle um, or to us really about pre-COVID and now. Um so with the Kiln Theatre being where it is within the community, I mean, you know, theatre, some people look at it as being the heart of a community. Have you had a revelation about what the building means to the community during this time? Like what has the reaction been um, with people seeing its doors being closed and not reopened? Yeah, I think I think people have been... You know, it's it's been interesting coming back slowly back to the building. So many people are like, going, "When are you reopening? When are, you know?" And um, um, a lot a lot of support. But I think I think personally, um, and like I knew that you know we always I had always values about us being part of a part of a community and what we needed to do and that we were in a really an important area. But I think I think what COVID has shown because in again in this area that COVID has really affected, you know, it's it's a borough with uh, um what the highest death rates. Um mm. and it's got um sixty nine percent of its residents are, for want of a better word, BME, but that's that was the the, the figure, the government um, you know, the local yeah. authority f- uh, figure and um, terminology. And and so you're really seeing the fault lines of um, of everything that we're talking about is right on the doorstep on, on uh, in Kilburn. Mm. And also the other thing that I hadn't realised, which I got really upset about, was that we are the only MPO sort of subsidised theatre in the borough of Brent, in the whole borough. Oh, I hadn't even realised that. Yeah, there isn't the lack of cultural provision in this area and there's a lot of poverty. So I guess what it's made me kind of go is go even more deep like we really have to serve our communities we have to we have to really we really have to engage and we really we really it's like it's it's just there's a real reinvigorated vigor so for example like we're working with the surgery next door how to support them we're doing English class because we can't do theater so we're going to do English classes yes I saw that I thought that was excellent that initiative so that the whole organization in this time is working towards community cohesion and community projects so it's not it's not just the creative engagement uh, department so I guess just to answer your question it's made it's 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 almost like I've recommitted uh to the community in 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 watching what's happening and the real anger about what's happening and i guess it's, it's also allowing you to view the building in a different way as well mm-hmm. how you can really use it to engage in a different way that is like not as you said all based in theater or the arts it's, it's reaching out in a different kind of way totally embracing the community yeah and what does it mean to be a civic space do you know what I yeah mean? yeah that's a great great question mm. you know um which i don't have the answers to but what which we're exploring that's you know, brilliant. You know, you know. yeah 
Sorry, Clem, you were trying to no, say something. No, 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 that was, that was just so interesting, yeah, gosh. I mean, it's, it's people who have a, uh, are in a sh- something in common, shared, right? So that makes a community also. And f- for me, this COVID, what's, everybody is in the same boat. So there is this kind of sense that I have of the wider community, just the worldwide community, which, because everybody is in struggling at the same time. People aren't yeah. working. So you immediately have um, a connection to somebody who you, who you don't know because everybody is struggling. So you go, oh, true. you too. And it doesn't matter what country they're from. So it makes it very interesting. And it, and it means that that community is much wider. It's almost a global community now. So that's what I wanted to say. And um, so thinking about what COVID is doing to our communities and doing to us, either bringing us together, connecting us, or but equally pulling us apart, as we're seeing very much so. Um, and I might the analogy I use is that I think COVID is COVID COVID is exacerbating the differences and the tensions. Mm. It's like we can't paper over the cracks. Yeah. Um, and some beautiful things are happening, and some also really horrible and terrible things are happening. Agreed. How how um, how do we come out of this? How do we come out of this and engage? Um, and should we, or should we not? You know, this with community cohesion. How do how do we heal? How do we heal our communities? Uh, I mean, is um, go, on, go ahead, go ahead, Clem. No, go ahead, Clem. I, I think for me, um, there's a lot of great stuff that is happening, and a lot of beautiful things are happening. But also, there's the ugly side, but. I always think it's always good to know what people are really feeling and what they're thinking. And so, so then you can deal with it before it's always kept in. And we were, we, I think we were papering, papering over the cracks. I don't think anything really has changed as such. So we, everybody's more aware of what, how people think and how, and how in some ways ugly parts of society are. That's, that's fine. Anyway. It's not very positive, is it? No, no, no. <laughs> Elise, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, you know, I what I realize more than anything now is that you have to start with yourself. So that's why I literally, even in the in the in my like absor- absorbing it and getting a little angry, I just take a walk and I just, you know, I'm like, you have to be what you want to see. I can't change anybody else. I can just change myself and hope to be a reflection to someone else. So that's how I keep looking at it, even still when other things come and I'm like, no, don't focus on that either, because what you focus on, that's what you that's what becomes. Right. So I try not to focus on those things um, and just try to help my greater, you know, try to help people. That's how I look at it. You know what I mean? And I think you also have to just make opportunities like what we're trying to do. You have to do do those things so that you can't force someone else to do them. You have to do them. Well, uh, yeah, I agree, but I think, and I think it's also important to know, really know what people are really feeling, and, and oh well, I'm from the south, so I always know what people yeah, are. Feeling. Yeah, but but now I think there's a more of an opportunity. People are actually expressing themselves more, good and bad, which is something that we need to. So now people should start listening to that, and um, that's part of the healing process as well. Yeah. So Mish. Hmm. Yeah, uh, no, I think I think it's I think people have become more vocal and I think that's really positive. I hope that we will always remember this time and 
what everyone is saying and carries on saying. And I hope we become the people who listen and make that change too. So I hope we become, you know, all listening too, because we definitely need to be part of that. And Indu, I actually want to ask you a question because you are artistic director. So you've already said like what you guys are going to start to do as far as like the community to make a difference. Just, just for me, is did that come from, of course, I know it came from your, you know what I mean? But do you feel it first started from you to come to the, you know what I mean? Like, how did, how did you do that process? I'm just curious, I guess. Does that make sense what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, I guess, I guess it was two things. I mean, I think, I think our mission statement, it was just a real questioning. So our mission statement is, has always been about, you know, the unheard voice being part of the mainstream, a local theatre with an international vision. And we can say international vision because it's such a diverse communities. Um, and it's always been, and we say we say that we're a theatre for all. Um, like, so we're always, we've always been thinking about how do we remove obstacles that make people feel alienated or feel that theatre isn't for them. So that's what we've been about. And I think, I think just that it's been a really difficult time and there's been a lot of emotion and it's, and, you know, when COVID first started, um, when we first went into the lockdown, it was there was this whole thing about we've got to become more conservative in our taste and, you know, we've got to sort of save money and we've got to be able to. But then, you know, with the death of George Floyd and and um, it just it just it just rocked um, um, what my my sense of identity and what um, what. I was doing and actually really personally it just went actually I only want to do this if I'm committing to the mission statement Mm -hmm. I have no interest Mm -hmm. and also the sense of um, Hmm. the sense of uh, you know you you reflect back on how much you've swallowed how much you've you know uh, and it's and it's like actually no more and 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 to, and to see the suffering on the doorstep. I mean, like you know, the, the, this borough has been on the freaking TV. And you know, my frustration is that you know, organisations culturally that are committed to to inclusivity and diversity tend to be the freaking poorer organisations. Mm. There's less money to those organisations, like and it's like so. There's this like absolute <laughs> anger with the system, and um, but. But how to, how to, and therefore a real commit, like we know, we all know here that access into our industry is going to be even more difficult. And mm. so it's, so again, it's about, right, what can, yeah. all I can do is what's on my doorstep. I don't know how, right. to, do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. so commit to that That's access, right. make sure that pipeline is at least coming from your neighborhood where there is, that, you know, so the, it's come from a lot of anger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know, couldn't tell. And, but it's been beautiful because that anger has led to actually. No, we are doing this, and we're going to do exactly. it even more. So, it's affirming. Yeah, that's I always think it's affirming. I've told them that the other day. Like I was like, I get angry, I take a walk, and I'm like, yes, you're doing the right thing. You know, it's all. It makes you realize, yes, keep pushing. Well, I think I think it's it's wonderful just hearing you speak about opening the doors again, and the fact that you are opening the doors to assist those that are on the doorstep. Um, and I mean, my heart still breaks that um, you're unable to opening up to ticketed audiences, but I know that's that that's yes, going to come into, and we will be there supporting the four of us. Well, you know, probably cities in Atlanta, not so much. Actually, well, I actually came there. Did you? Yes. 
when I was there in London. I saw, I can't remember, Blues in the Night. Yeah, you saw Sharon in Blues in the Night, yeah. I've been there. Yeah. I loved it. Actually, I really, really loved it. It's nice, right? I'll tell you more later. <laughs> yeah, I remember like the programming was, it got lit because I remember going all yes. that and I, I was just constantly getting tickets to come and watch watch things that were, were happening yep. and being programmed at the kill. Sure. So I have, a, I have a question for you, Indu. You have a really, really strong um, artistic vision. How difficult is it for you to bring people on with you? Look at her face. And you have a really specific idea. It's really exciting, actually, uh, what you what you want to do with the theatre. So how do you get everyone around you, the board, et cetera? Et cetera I've got to, a great um, agree. board now. I mean, like, yeah, it is hard. It's, I mean, like, I mean, like, the vision's really clear in the sense it's freaking good stories mm. from yeah. all different parts of the world. But a good story is a good story, whoever, wherever it's from. And it's like... And it's also taking the risks, so that the risks of new writing, new work, or bold work. You know that that that's what I that's what I had to get the. I think there was a real fear because I, I don't know. So the show that I closed the theatre on was a play called Passover, an American play. I, I watched it. But I was ironically, there. One of the it was. <laughs> I mean, the irony was it was about police police brutality mm. on young African African American men and. Um, institutional racism and how there's no way out I mean like that was the that's the irony of that that was the play that we did and do you know everyone kind of you know you know that that's not going to be a commercial play that's not going to transfer because it's too difficult a subject bloody 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 blah and I think my frustration is those are the kinds of work I want to do but mm. if I want to make money if I want it you know it's like you know for make money for the theatre it's this this tension of taking those those risks and telling those important stories, regardless of whether you're going to make, whether they're going to be a commercial success. And it's chase, and so that's the tension of chasing that commercial success or not, or staying on. Um, and, um, and, and I think, you know, I have, I've said it before, you know, you, we've, we've been able to see the differences between, you know, when I do a play by a black, a uh, playwright uh, as opposed to a white playwright you absolutely see the difference between the press interest and the mm. how it gets reviewed and all the rest of it you know and and but we need the press interest to sell tickets and you know it's not just about yeah. that's what I mean it's about the whole freaking industry engaging with it it's not just um sorry it's I know I'm meandering but it's um in terms of the vision, I'm really clear about the vision, and I think, and I think the people who work here, because the vision is bigger than one person, it's it is about trying to change right. change something. It's not about it's not about being successful. It's like actually, it's about trying to change something so people can buy into the vision. But it's it's hard to fight for the vision. Mm. That's what it, I would imagine. Yeah, do not yeah. not not to get people to buy into it in terms of the team here, but it's to support it and make sure it's financially viable. Mm. Because you don't you don't want expensive ticket prices. You want ticket prices to be accessible as possible, as cheap as possible. It's all those kind of things. You don't want to make money out of, you know, you just want investment. One wants investment. Yeah. I mean, it, it always comes back to the financial aspect, doesn't it? Because when you said 
use that word risk don't want to take the risk it's not a risk on the show because the show is good like you said the writing is good you know the subject matter is is great and you know that's going to be a good production but still it's viewed as a risk because you have to also check the other side of it which is the administrative side dealing with Mm. being financially viable because you also need to to keep your doors open and this is you know coming back to that sense of a community also supporting their own and and feeling yeah. like, you know, the theatre is a part of that. And so potentially the community also going out to support the theatre when they see that they're doing work that might be considered provocative or um, a bit not mainstream, then, you know, support your theatres, see see what the vision is and see if you can help them um, to feel more robust in their choices as well, knowing that they are yeah, backed that's very good point. by the community too. And I think on that, potentially, uh, we just want to say thank you so much, Indu, for being with us. Yeah, on can, I just, say, can I just say, can I just love that conversation also, because it's just really good to hear your thoughts. And it's just reminded me or just makes me think, you know, just just you saying long term, using the words anchor. I just wanted to say I've just been really fed by thinking how to think. So I really appreciate that kind of conversation for me. You know what? I mean, it's for, for me, for sure. I mean, I'm for you, you being in the position that you are in is, is, is it is an inspiring and the fact that in this movement you can move it forward just know that for me I will stand behind you so I will be your community and that's what I think you know people don't understand like for me like that's all I need at this point and I will be right there you know and I think this is the time that I, I'm always like that anyway but oh even more so because of all <laughs> shut up because of the no 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 I'm serious because of the social awareness I need you to understand that you are important and where you are is important and you will have people behind you to to keep you there and not in that don't way make I mean, me cry it's important you know what I mean and I don't mean keep you in the position I mean keep you in your in your vision because it gets hard and I know it gets hard but to, to to remind you yep you're doing the right thing keep going we got you we got you great you know it's important so I want you to know that as well, well done, ditto yeah. right. thank you Mindu. thank you it's really beautiful oh you gosh I missed Indu So here we are with Indu uh, uh, doing our first quick fire five. Yes, Indu. <laughs> um, so just coming at you with five quick questions, Indu. Uh, don't think too hard. Just go with instinct. Are you ready? <laughs> I've, even, I've even given you radio voice. Are you oh, ready? Here we go. Yeah. Um, here we go. Podcast or radio? Podcast. <laughs> yes. Marmite, yes or no? No, never. Oh. <laughs> never. Come on, come on. I'm in agreement with that. Never, never. Um, what words or phrase do you most overuse? I can't repeat them on a podcast because they're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh. I, okay. I, I do go, do you know what I mean? A lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? All right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll have to wait for the other one when we have a drink then yeah. at the film bar. Yeah. All right. This I swear one. a lot. <laughs> if you could bring something extinct back to life, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. The puffin. What is oh. a puffin? It's a bird, see? <laughs> I think that was just. Uh, it's a beautiful. I, I think I think it was just uh, the puffin. No, okay, great. 
Um, last one for you then. What's the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? Yeah, my dad. Um, uh, you can only be yourself. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Yes, yes. Um, giving you big hugs, uh, Indu, here in Zoomland. Thank you ever so Thank much. You, for you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Oh, it's been really, really lovely. I can't wait till we can have a drink in person. I, I can't wait yeah. either. Don't let them lock you in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Search for Life, Art and the In-Between wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Benno Creative House. Life, Art and the In-Between is a Benno Creative House original production. 